welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host and writer for your entertainment corner, Kelsey Loisel. And with me today is my co-host. Mark Salcedo, hi. <laughs> you know what's funny? I know, check out the volumes again. You're, I think you're doing it on purpose now. Oh, me- messing up the... Mm-hmm. I don't... You know what? I swear to God, swear to God. I I go blank. I should go blank on it now. Really? Yeah, I don't I don't know why. Cause you don't work for Screen Geek anymore. No, I still work I for know you I know, do. right? <laughs> test, test. Alright, sorry. Seems like my mic is off. It sounds fine. Sounds fine. What about me? I feel like I sound not at my level. Um, uh, you sound good. You sound okay, there we go. Alright. Sorry. Uh, there we go. There we go. Uh, managing editor and writer at ScreenGeek.net. Mark Salcedo. You know why I think you do it on purpose? Why is that? Because as I'm introducing myself, mm-hmm. I see this slow smirk come, come across <laughs> oh your face. God. And I then really? your lips are twitching like... <laughs> they twitch like that. Like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, because you're trying not to like... It's like you're like thinking and... Trying not to smile at the same time. Do you, do you think maybe I'm just like smirking because I'm like, yeah, we're recording. No. This is like hour and a half to, to two hours where I'm like, cool, we're doing this. Liar. Yay. No, that's not why you're smiling. Especially like that. Yay. <laughs> Don't even try that bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you going to bother saying your quote? I was going to. Oh, okay. But I'm kind of like, should I? Nah, nah, nah. I think, I think that I think what we talked about was comedy gold. You don't need to taint it. I don't have to taint it. No. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for you. I feel like I'm setting it up for you somehow. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Look. You just torture me all the time mm-hmm. and then you make it better okay <laughs> that's what you're doing right now you torture me <laughs> with the level thing then pretending that you're smiling because you want to be on the podcast with me mm-hmm. and then you know back to torture but it's fine because it's like when i'm on hot coals mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's like you torture me so then, when you make me happy again, <laughs> okay, I'm like, I don't know what I would have done if I had remained on those hot coals, burning my pretty flesh. <clears throat> then you shove me back on the coals. Ooh, that was a stretch. That was a long wind up. <laughs> I was just like, when's she gonna say it? When's she gonna say it? <laughs> You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Real Appeal. And you can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. If you could please review us on iTunes, we'll get noticed. And our segments this week are our recent review of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Obscene and Obscure. Haven't done one of those in a while. Very long time. Like a long, long, long time. I know, right? Uh, Dr. Mordred. Mm -hmm. Also... 
our deathbed do-over poll when we were barely starting the podcast came up in my feed. Oh, did it? Like, yeah, like a couple of days ago. That was like when we wanted to, well, what were it we going to call that segment? Uh-huh. Damn, we haven't done that in a while either. I know. Um, and our geriatric cinematic is Evil Dead. It's actually The Evil Dead, isn't it? Um, I know the title card says The Evil Dead. It might just be called Straight Evil Dead. Because well, I know there was like another version of the, the film that came in later that was called Evil Dead. Uh, yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. 1981's The Evil Dead. Yeah. Not 2013's Evil Dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the Turpic? The Turpic? Uh, the road of Matt, the, the road of man and his madness. <laughs> so like you're going to say the road of map. <laughs> <laughs> the road of map. It's the map. It's the map. It's the map. It's the map. Speaking of map. Hmm. Um, some stuff that's been going on on Twitter and Screen Geek. Uh-huh. And a strong case of telephone. Did you ever play that game telephone? Yeah. So, you know, the premise of it, right? You say something in somebody's ear, they repeat it, another person, another person. And you see how much, like, the message gets, like, muddled. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you folks who've been listening, uh, what's been going on with Screen Geek is uh, we had called an exclusive that uh, Ezra Miller was going to be replaced as The Flash. Uh, and he's going to be replaced by Dylan O'Brien. Mm-hmm. Of like the Maze Runner fame, Team Wolf, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, so this is what I want to talk about specifically. So within the article, um, actually, you know what? Let me bring up the article because I think this is so fucking funny. What's been going on, and how people have been kind of like really misconstruing the whole fucking um, story. So this is somebody that. Um, not myself, but Frank, the editor in chief, had got a hold of this information. And this is somebody who has given us a couple of really good exclusives. Mm-hmm. One was um, he pretty much told us that uh, a certain character will show up in, in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. This was a complete surprise. And um, Frank ran with it. And I knew I, I knew there was some validity to the story because I got contacted by somebody from Walt Disney. And they were like, we didn't tell you the story. Like, you need to take this down, like, right now. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. Like, that's a source told us. He's the reliable source, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, all right, well, we're not going to give you, we're not going to work with a website that spoils our, our stuff. And I was like, all right, whatever. You guys don't do jack shit for us anyway, so fuck you. Um, so this source, and he told us another, he's told us another, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't want to say he or she, we don't know. Um. So this person has also told us that like another character who's played by a certain actor is going to show up in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I'm being vague with that because I don't want to spoil you know these characters showing up, but mm-hmm. there has been one the black sorry. The one character who does show up in Doctor Strange, it turned out to be true, and there's been tons of of pictures that's been taken from Guardians of the Galaxy of a particular actor playing a particular character showing up. So this dude's already 2-0. So Frank took this information and the article which is called uh, WB Considering Replacing Ezra Miller Ezra Miller as the Flash with Dylan O'Brien. Uh, so the article goes on and it says at one point uh, it's unclear how many actors have topped WB's list to replace Ezra Miller as the Flash. However, 
One such name that a source close to the situation has informed us about is about is Dylan O'Brien. The 30-year-old actor is known for roles in television, including MTV's Teen Wolf. He also played the lead character in Love and Monsters. So, this story hit big, like yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was trending on Twitter. I, I think the highest it got maybe like number seven. Um, and almost with immediately other sites... They were discrediting this story, not because they they say like, oh, that's false, that's wrong, but this is what they would say. They would say that it's wrong because how are you going to replace Ezra Miller, who's already in the Flash, in a movie that's already done with production? Uh-huh. Okay. As I said in the article, it does not say that they're replacing him in the Flash. It just says we're replacing him as the Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where the case of telephone fucking happened, because everyone kept saying they're replaced. That's that's stupid. This story is false. How are you gonna replace him in Flash? In the Flash, it's gonna cost Warner Bros. millions of dollars to take him out. Blah 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 blah. We never said that. We <laughs> never fucking said that. People are dumb. And here's the thing. Frank had sent me a, a link uh, to. Um, to a YouTube channel. I forgot what the guy's name. His name's like John Champion or Campion or something like that. He's like a f- f- film journalist, quote unquote, or stuff like that. But, he, you know, he's he's said and done things that, not necessarily problematic, but can come off dickish. Mm-hmm. But Frank sent me this video because he was like, just watch it. Just tell me what you think. So this dude reads the article. Um, does the same thing. He reads the article and everything. He reads it word for word. And he... Says his opinion, goes off and says, uh, this, is what, this is what I think. He goes, this is why I think it's true and this is why I think it's not true. He says, I think it's true because um, WB just got bought off by like Discovery. They, got, like, they have a new boss now. And there have been a ton of projects that WB had announced um, that got cut. Mm-hmm. Like, for example... Um, like, for example... Uh, oh, I'm trying to. Oh, his his name is John Campia. There it goes. His name is John Campia. Um, so like for example, Legends of Tomorrow got canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Wonder Twins movie that was coming out. They they had just announced the cast canceled. There there was a Batgirl TV series canceled. Like they were just chopping off all this stuff. They're like getting rid of this, getting rid of this, getting rid of this. So his theory is, I think it's true because. What's been going on with Ezra Miller is too much of a fucking headache. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, he, like, why do I want to deal with that, with uh, Ezra Miller again? Mm-hmm. And then he says, like, well, okay, I also think it's not true because why would they already announce somebody as the new Flash if the movie's, like, two years away? The, the new Flash isn't coming out until 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, which is understandable that, like... I understand that, dude. Like, yeah, that's a good thought. Why would they announce it? First of all, WB hasn't announced it. This is leaked information. For all they know, I mean, for all we know. That could be false. It could be false. Or for all we know, they're still negotiating. Mm-hmm. And negotiation can take months. I have a question for you. Sure. HBO is owned by WB, right? Uh, HBO Max? Yeah, they're like a, a wing of, of, of Warner Brothers of the whole, like, shebang. 
since Discovery canceled, basically, CNN Plus a month after it came out, mm-hmm. do you think they're going to do that to HBO? No. HBO Max is bringing them money. HBO Max is bringing them attention. HBO Max is their platform. Like, well, we don't want to put it in movies. We'll put it on streaming instead. CNN, they were, there was what? They're CNN Plus, right? That's what it was called? Mm-hmm. And then wasn't it like another CNN website? No. Okay. It's just because the guy who runs Discovery, and I don't remember his name, mm-hmm. is like, we don't want different platforms for everything. We want to put everything all on one platform. Mm. That's what I'm wondering. If they might just take all of HBO's shit and throw it onto their website. Um, nah. Wait, what? what or their what? streaming service. Whose streaming service? Discovery. That doesn't make sense, really, to like merge it because you gotta you you do still gotta have like two separate wings, especially if like one wing is mainly like documentary or like reality show, mm-hmm. and then the other is like scripted shows because okay. then you start getting muddled up. Plus, you can get the chance to like really kind of double your money up anyway. I know it doesn't make sense, <clears throat> but you know how. Uh, different companies have an affinity for doing shit that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's from from my understanding, like this whole this whole buy with Discovery and HBO. I mean WB. Like I said, they're they new owners. And like they're like, let's start wiping this shit out, right? Mm-hmm. They, like for example, Affleck's gone as Batman. Henry Cavill's probably out, almost out the door. We don't know what's going on with Aquaman too. I know they're filming it, but like we don't know what's that. Wonder Woman 3 is still supposed to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if they cancel that as well. Because mm-hmm. part two was so poorly received. Yeah. Um, so so back to what I was originally saying. So the guy, you know, he made he made a valid argument. He goes, like, I can see why they would want to cast a different person, but I can also see why why they wouldn't, especially like now, because the movie still is like a year and a half away. Okay. So mind you, he was he read the article and said, Okay, clearly they're not recasting him within the movie. 30 seconds later, his two hosts who were just there with him were like, I don't understand why they would recast Ezra Miller in a movie that's already produced. Blah, 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 like that. Like, almost immediately, they took that out and was just like, why would that, they're going to, that's going to cost a million dollars to reshoot it. No one said that they're going to reshoot it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, and it's so funny because what I'm, what this is all getting to is like nuance. Mm-hmm. People are lacking so much nuance. There were so many other sites or tw- or Twitter accounts that were like, oh, the information is false. They're not going to recast Reza Miller in The Flash. And, it, and I was even jumping on Twitter and saying, the article never said that. It said they're recasting them for later. Yeah. Like, understand this, right? So then, Screen Rant jumped on the bandwagon to discredit uh, somebody from, I think, from Variety. Uh, his name is escaping me right now. Had discredited it. Um, CBR, CBM, all these other webs, all these other websites. Mind you, some of these websites are actually owned by the studios now. Mm-hmm. Um, and with every one of their stories, guess what they said? Hmm. He's not being recast in the Flash, which is not what anyone ever said. Exactly. Which is like straight up fucking telephone. What happened? Like, do they not understand the difference between in and as? I don't know. Like, and it's it, this. This actually reminds me a lot of how um, there was a story that went out 
there was a story that was coming out like last year on WandaVision. And that the story was that uh, Elizabeth Olsen had said, oh, somebody's going to show up in WandaVision. And it's like a Luke Skywalker level cameo. Right? Mm-hmm. All these stories came out. Elizabeth Olsen said this. We're going to expect a huge cameo from somebody in WandaVision. Right? Which, it honestly, it never really happened. So I, I watched this video and I, actually, I read this article. Someone actually traced back that quote. She never said that at all. Mm. It was the headline that said it. And someone just took it and ran with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, I, wanted, I definitely want to bring that up. Because, like, this is something that me, Frank, and myself have been talking back and forth over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, everything. and even though I still write for Screen Geek, I have kind of been slowly backing away from the whole film journalism thing. Like, I'm still in it, but not as much as I was, like, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, like, at Screen Geek, like, I'm still helping Frank with, like, uh, signing articles and, like, finding news stories and stuff like that. I do, like, reviews here and there. Um, I'm, like, putting, like, interviews together and stuff like that that I'm doing for the site. But nothing is serious. And one of the reasons why is because shit like this, it reminds me of fucking high school. You mm-hmm. have to be with the right click. You have to be with the right, like, buddy-buddy or some shit like that. And then they fucking just jump on you if they don't like you for any fucking reason. Mm. And this is not the first time we, like, Screen, Screen Geek has, like, gotten shit from, like, Phantom Wire. Uh, what's it called? We got this covered. The Illuminati website. Mm-hmm. Like, all these other, like, bullshit little websites. And it's just, like, I mean, I'm going to say it. Yo, if I meet these fools on, like, <laughs> at, at a convention center talking mm-hmm. shit i'm just gonna knock him in the fucking mouth yeah because because like these are like people who just who have never been punched in the face yeah and like i'm sick and tired of this shit <laughs> so anyway i had that little rant that was building up that i i had to get out gotcha mm-hmm. we definitely should have changed the the banter part Oh, Mark has shit to say. Yeah. <laughs> Mark's ranting. I, don't I was know. just going to talk about Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> and you're all like, no, I got shit to say. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> I, you know what? It's out of my system. We're done with it. For now. <laughs> For now. <laughs> it sounds a lot like consumption. That shit was funny. You know it's funny. <laughs> it's so funny you still say it. Mm. All right, what do we got next? Next, we're going to do our recent review of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Every night, I dream the same dream. And then, the nightmare begins. I did what I had to do to protect our world. You cannot control everything, Strange. You opened the doorway between universes, and we don't know who or what will walk through it. Wanda, what do you know about the multiverse? Viz had his theories. He believed it was dangerous. He was right. The synopsis is Dr. Stephen Strange casts a forbidden spell that opens the doorway to the multiverse, including alternate versions of himself whose threat to humanity is too great for the combined forces of Strange, Wong, and Wanda Maximoff. Directed by 
Sam Raimi, written by Michael Waldron. It stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Elizabeth Olsen, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Benedict Wong, Sochi Gomez, and Rachel Adams. I almost thought I was saying the wrong thing because I'm like, Benedict? Oh, yeah, his name is Benedict, too. I forgot. (laughs) Yeah, Benedict Wong. First name is Benedict, like Benedict Cumberbatch. And his last name, Wong, like his character, Wong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. Um... All right, I got a confession to make. Mm-hmm. And and I, I believe I told you this when we went to go see the movie. Um, but I haven't spoke about I haven't spoken about this on the podcast. Um, granted, it's a Sam Raimi film. I love me a good Sam Raimi film. I was actually not looking forward to this. Why? N- not a whole lot. I, I because I think one of the things that like burned me out on this was the discourse around the movie. Of like, oh, it's the multiverse of madness. Oh, he's going to multiple universes. He's going to like see multiple versions of himself. Or we're going to see like multiple versions of, of who could have been Doctor Strange, right? Like there was a long rumor going around that like um, that Tom Cruise was going to show up as Iron Man. Oh. Because he was almost cast as Iron Man like before Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Right? And I, the whole multiverse thing... Like I, I've been obsessed with WandaVision, Loki, because <clears throat> like now the now the MCU is going into that whole thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Spider Man No Way Home kind of burnt me out because I was like, oh, this is like the ultimate like like cameo movie, right? Mm-hmm. We got like we got Tom McGuire, we got Andrew Garfield, we got Willem Dafoe, we got uh, uh, what's his name? Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. We got. All these characters from these separate Spider-Man movies are in this movie, and it worked well because they were like, they they were like a good, they were a great working cog within the machine of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this one was just going to be like a series of cameos, which I was going to be where like, they didn't like actually add anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I wasn't really looking forward to. I was like, it's Sam Raimi, I'm enjoy it, but like I don't think it like something about it is not going to sit right with me, right? Mm-hmm. Fuck, I think maybe like 30, 40 minutes into the movie. I was like, holy shit, this, I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this movie was fucking awesome. Yeah. What did you think? Um, I really enjoyed the movie a lot. Mm-hmm. There are some things about it that I feel is like kind of a departure from previous Marvel movies. And I th- mm-hmm. think it 100% has to do with the directing style. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I I really liked a lot of what I saw. I think I think I'm still kind of like processing it. If I'm gonna be honest, really okay, yeah. Why is that? Um, I think it's just the whole idea of meeting multiple Doctor Stranges. Mm, okay, okay, right where you're not just seeing them, but you're interacting with them, mm-hmm. and it kind of almost I it's funny like. He didn't do a bad job or anything. It just almost felt like it took the magic out of Doctor Strange because there was more than one of them. Oh, like the uniqueness of it? Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, okay. I can I can see that. I think that's what it is. Okay. Okay, that's understandable. Um. Also, I really thought they were going to lean hard into, like, the Doctor Strange that you see in the what if. Oh, the, the, the Strange Supreme? Or Supreme Strange? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought they were really going to lean into that. 
Yeah, so did I. And uh, I was really looking forward to that, and I yeah. got really disappointed. <laughs> yeah, because like they show, because in the trailer you see like an evil version of Doctor Strange, and I was like, holy shit, that's Strange Supreme from mm-hmm. the What If, you know? I can't wait for to see how how they interact. Um, but I mean, that's obviously that's not the case uh, within with this movie. Yeah. Um. I completely forgot what I was going to ask. Also, I really felt like the trailer kind of misled a little bit. Okay. In a way that, like, you get a sense that because of what happened in Spider-Man Homecoming, Mm -hmm. that's why things are so fucked up. Oh, like there was a ramification. Yeah, because of of a comment that Wong says Mm. in the trailer, and then it's like, no, that's not exactly okay. true yeah so i don't know it's just not what yeah. i thought it was gonna be but i, I liked it a lot yeah. i tell you the truth, i can see that as a positive as a negative the negative because of what you said like oh you like you felt that um no way home was kind of setting up the doctor strange mm-hmm. um so i can see i can see that as a negative but i can also see it as a positive because um, like how you said, it was a like it was a misdirection, and I think honestly that was on purpose, especially like given like who the villain of the movie is, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was great. Also, I think it's funny that even mm-hmm. the synopsis is misleading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's the thing: the 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 whole reveal of who that villain is, who that villain is. I'm hearing a lot of people complain about that. Really? Yeah. I think that's the only part that really. I mean, everything made sense, but. That's the part that really made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And and we'll get into the spoiler section. Uh, we'll talk about that in the spoiler section because like that's like a, that's it's a reveal, but it's like a oh shit kind of reveal. Yeah, there's like, no way we could talk about it at all without yeah. spoiling it. So yeah. Um. So uh, so what I want to talk about is like like how you said like the the like you said like the feel of the movie, right? Was that your correct word? Mm-hmm. Okay, and because you were saying like it's different from yeah it's like a departure from not just other doctor strange movies but it feels different than other marvel movies too mm-hmm. now now do do you do you think that's a good or bad thing i'm not sure mm-hmm. i know that so here's my thing mm-hmm. the marvel movies up until this point have been very cinematic and this movie is too but it feels mm-hmm. more indie in a way mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though it has a lot of spectacle mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times though, like if just because it's huge and cinematic doesn't mean it's going to be successful because as mm-hmm. you've said before, there are a few films that were meh at best. Yeah. Um, from Marvel. Um, so I feel like it really works well. Mm-hmm. I think I just got used to whatever they were doing before mm-hmm. and how things looked and felt. Mm hmm. And now, like, to me, it's just because Sam Raimi is so different. And I and I yeah. like, it's not that I don't like his stuff. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I just. It's, it's just different within the context of the Marvel, of Marvel Studios. Right. And then mm. coupled with the fact that I was misdirected. Mm, so okay. I feel like I'm misdirected and also misdirected. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I feel like I, I'm still kind of feeling like mm. trying to find my way with it. Okay, I get but that. But it's still a good, it's a great movie. I just yeah. I just feel a little 
um, you have to kind of like I guess like recal- find my footing or yeah, something. like recalibrate yourself, like especially given what's going on in this movie. I I think I think that's a total valid point. I mean, that's like. Um, yeah, because like one of the big one of the things that people say, like especially like people who don't like these Marvel movies or who want to complain about it, are like, oh, they're all the same. There's like they're very form form formulaic. I think is how you say it. Um, you know, you can kind of like there's nothing unique about them and stuff like that. Which Marvel's figured out the formula, and so their whole thing is like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't fix it. Right now, they have stepped out with trying to go a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, you can say, like, the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, right? Mm-hmm. That's more of a rock opera movie, okay? Mm-hmm. Even though within the context of it, you think about the context of Marvel Studios, it still is different. Like, even, like, as I'm talking about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, I'm playing in my head, like, yeah, that's totally different from, like, Iron Man or, like, Thor, you know, all that stuff, right? Yeah. And you can say that about Captain America and the Winter Soldier. That's an espionage film, you know? Uh, but it, that one was still very much within their it was still a very much marvel film but honestly if you take out let's say you just take out the title marvel and captain america you have a straight up espionage film of like trying to find this assassin this killer and stuff like that right Mm -hmm. um but see that's the then that's them tap into a different genre but just like let's just paint some superheroes in it while we're at it right and i think with uh doctor strange in the multiverse of madness it does the same because this is actually um, this is actually in the horror genre, mm-hmm. especially like what happens in this movie. It's very horrific. You know, a lot of people haven't have complained have been complaining about like how oh, is this movie PG thirteen blah blah blah. It's like you guys seem to forget what PG thirteen and PG are. Like mm-hmm. there is a there is an actual stark difference between the two. You know. I also have a little bit of a theory that mm-hmm. people have been with the Marvel movies for so long. Mm-hmm. And then they've been with the same formula for so long mm-hmm. um, that when they got rid of a bunch of characters and tried bringing new ones in, yeah. now every time they bring in a new character, mm-hmm. it takes me a minute to like. Oh yeah, that's. So I think I think part of it is because they brought in like a new character. Uh, talking about America Chavez. Mm-hmm. That's that totally makes sense. Yeah, that... and I don't love her yet. Mm-hmm. Because she's too like, oh my god, what's happening? Yeah, and she's very like, um, cookie cutter. Like, I want to be a superhero. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. And I and I I, I definitely can't fault Marvel for doing that because like, you know, they've been doing this movie for twenty years. Mm-hmm. Like there was there was there was a difference with like build up with these Marvel films with Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. Um, Black Panther and stuff like that. You could they could build up with it now, right? But times have changed. They kind they kind of have to start moving pretty fast now. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's waiting ten years for the next huge event. Mm-hmm. Like because it's not it's now it's like we're gonna go do something else. That's why we got like what Moon Knight, One Division, Loki. Um, there there there's Obi Wan Kenobi coming out. That's a different thing. But like immediately after that, it's gonna be more uh, Ms. Marvel. Like mm-hmm. they're at a they're at a point now where like hey especially like what happened with the pandemic yeah it's like putting a pause on a lot of stuff they're like okay we gotta start shoving this shit out now because we gotta be back on top well you know? I think they also are like yeah you know these characters mm-hmm. so we don't need to spend that amount of time to build up 
we can just stick a new character in there. Yeah, and we can just we can do their backstory like the the America Chavez backstory, which if if anything, I don't really think they needed a whole movie. That'd have been nice if they gave her a whole movie, but I think within the context of explaining her background, I think it's, it was fine. I think it worked well. Like, okay, this is her. This is where she came from. You got the clip notes. Now we still got to move forward because this is a Doctor Strange movie. Mm-hmm. Um. So with that being said. What did you think of Sam Raimi's directing? I think I believe this is your first film of his that's actually a big budget film. Wasn't Spider Man too? Oh yeah, that's right. We did watch the Spider Man movies. Okay, mm-hmm. a good one. That's a big budget film. <laughs> <laughs> I liked his directing. Mm-hmm. I think he, the pacing was good. Mm-hmm. There, I don't think I was bored at any point. Mm-hmm. I also think that he did a really good job transitioning from one scene to the next. Yeah. Um, and telling the story and adding his little flair of humor. Mm. There's one thing I saw that reminded me of something from uh, the um, Hocus Pocus movie. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that spoiler material? or? Yeah, that's okay. why I said it that way. Okay, okay. Um. I think he, I don't know, I just think he did a great job. And <laughs> you was like, mm, that's it. Yeah. That was great. Um, yeah, like, so, so you, you know, you said you liked the pacing. You didn't find anything boring. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't find it, like, boring or anything like that. I actually had a problem with the pacing at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I felt like it, it was moving pretty fucking fast. Mm-hmm. It was like, here's Doctor Strange, he's doing this, and here's the villain. Like that, right? <laughs> I almost was like, it. it honestly, it might have been the way how I was feeling while watching this movie because I was kind of like battling an anxiety attack mm-hmm. before the movie started. Uh, so that might have been a that might have been a part, but a part of my discomfort with the pace. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I was able to like adjust myself for like this movie and like what I was watching, I was like, okay, I'm totally on board. I feel a little bit like. I'll, I'll walk it back a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Every time I see Rachel McAdams, I have a problem. Okay, why is that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I loved her in the notebook. Okay. But I just feel like every time I see her, mm-hmm. it's like chewing on what paper. Like Okay. Like, how, how, how do you mean? Like there's nothing there. Like she doesn't, mm. she's one dimensional. Mm. I feel like she's almost always disapproving in everything she fucking plays. Okay. And I don't see a lot of talent from her. Okay. And I don't like her in this movie. She um, doesn't make any sense. It's like putting Angelina Jolie in the Eternals. In a I, way. I would, I would totally disagree with that. I, Okay. So I like I'm not the biggest Rachel McAdams fan. Um, and that's funny because I'm saying that as someone who had a crush on her and does like her. Oh really? Okay, yes, okay. I just don't like her in the Marvel movies. Okay, okay. So I'm yeah, like I like I'm not the biggest Rachel McAdams fan. Like I, I've seen the Notebook. That's fine. I did enjoy. I really did enjoy her in Mean Girls. Like I thought her role was great in that movie. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, but within. Oh, yeah, she was in those Sherlock movies, which is kind of all right. That's what I'm saying. She's, like, playing this role where she's, like, in this, this these movies that aren't very serious. Mm-hmm. Except for The Notebook, which was, like, I think not as much. I don't know. I think her and uh, Ryan Gosling went 
played off well with each other. Mm-hmm. Other than that, she's always like in something that's like very like like lighthearted or either lighthearted or it's like a um like a cliche. You know what? I was I was going to be like, well, I don't think so. And then I and then cuz I was going to pull out True Detective. She's in True Detective, I think season 2. Mm-hmm. But she was what was the word you used? Uh, a cliche? Yeah, she was very cliche as like a hard-boiled cop who like doesn't give a That's shit. That's what I'm saying. Um, she's a very cliche actress. Okay, but with, like with that being said, I I didn't I actually liked her performance in Doctor Strange too. Um, not a whole lot, but I thought it was a I thought it was actually an improvement from her role in the first Doctor Strange movie, which it was like pretty much like I'm here to take care of Stephen Strange, you know. Oh, he's pushing me away. Okay, I'm gone. Like this one, she they gave her a bit not one version of her. They gave that version more purpose. They gave her more purpose, but did she play it better? I don't think so. That's and I caught that too. They gave her more purpose, mm-hmm. and I felt like they felt like they gave someone else more purpose too. I don't know. I felt like mm-hmm. everyone had a fucking purpose in this movie, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. But I didn't give a shit about her. Mm. Not even, not even that one scene uh, between her and Steven, like near the end of the movie. You didn't really care about that that one particular scene. Nope. Really? I, I a mm. little bit more than the rest of the movie, maybe. Mm-hmm. But nah. Mm. Okay. 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 Like I didn't get the sparks from them. Like yeah, you. I got a sense that he really cared about her. In the first one, okay. This one, I just felt like he was like, I don't know. You know what? We, we mentioning sparks. I think the sparks between her and Benedict Cumberbatch in the What If episode. Uh huh. I think that was way more convincing. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe it has maybe it has something to do with maybe like I said maybe it had more to do something with the writing and the and the, and the directing because this writer. Um, uh, for that episode, which was uh, what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? That episode was written by, uh, let me see, AC Bradley. Um, and I think his writing for that particular episode, especially the chemistry between the two, worked out a lot better. Mm-hmm. Here, it 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 did, but I don't like it. Did, I I don't think it did it at its full potential. Um, like I said, I didn't mind that they with Rachel McAdams that they gave her more per, more. Uh, purpose. Well, and I um, felt like there was some kind of closure, mm-hmm. but it's like there was never a build up. Like they mm. already, it's like they already had their closure, in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why do we need more closure? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I just I didn't that, care so. about her. She also acts like to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know those cars that sound really loud, like they're going really fast. Oh, with a lot of muffler and shit? Yeah, and mm. they look like they'd be pretty fast, but they don't go any fucking where. <laughs> okay. Like That's what that's what you see her as? Yeah, she she acts like mm. she's got so much like like she's <clears throat> acting with anxiety, like I gotta act, I gotta act, I gotta mm. act. And then she's like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what did you think about newcomer um how do you pronounce? I don't even know how you pronounce her first name. Sochi. Sochi Gomez. What did you think of her? Uh, I liked her. Mm. I 
feel like the newness of the character maybe held her back a little bit. And the fact that mm. it wasn't focused on her, so she wasn't... They gave her stuff to do. She was the other one. They gave her stuff to do. They gave her a purpose, and that's great. Yeah. But it wasn't a movie about her, mm-hmm. so I didn't much care about her. Okay, I got you. Either. Yeah, yeah. But I like her power. Oh, the the portal hopping. I mean, the universe hopping power she has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like. I didn't mind. I honestly didn't mind her performance um, in this movie. Obviously, this is not like an America Chavez movie. Um, but I do like the fact that they introduced her. They they chosen her to play the role. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly, like they're setting up for like Young Avengers, which is like a series of like different characters and stuff like that that they've been like sprinkling within the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, so I honestly, I wouldn't mind like seeing her again. Mm-hmm. I I just hope when they when they do bring her back that they bring her back in more more of a capacity mm-hmm. we get more depth with her character and stuff like that yeah um as far as everybody else like Benedict Cumberbatch Elizabeth Olsen Chidwell Ethafor and Benedict Benedict Wong I mean like I can't really say anything bad about them because like they've been they're they're so well like set in their role uh-huh. um I will have to admit that like Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent seems to work better in this one than in the first Doctor Strange movie, um, like because like Kelsey and I were at, were kind of watching uh, Doctor Strange uh, before we were before we recorded because you that know, OG Doctor Strange, yeah, the 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 one that was directed by Scott Durkinson, and and like I'm hearing it Benedict Cumberbatch talk, I'm just like, oh man, his voice is so fucking nasally and shit, yeah, and I feel like this one his, his accent got a lot better, yeah, it's less nasally, he got um, gruffer. Yeah, he got gruffer. Yeah, and you know what's funny? I, I I always I always think this is hilarious. Whenever, whenever there's a new Marvel movie, uh, like with a with a lead, there's always like a shot with them with no shirt on. <laughs> no matter their physique or anything, they always have one without a shirt on, right? Um, and then in the first Doctor Strange movie, they showed him without a shirt on. He's like shaving himself, and like he has no he. He's topless, right? But I'm just like, ooh, he looks kind of like lanky. scrawny. Yeah, scrawny, right? And this one, he wakes up no shirt, and I'm like, yo, this been working. He's been working out. He's like, all right, I gotta look good for this one time. <laughs> um, but I, one of the reasons I was really liking this is because we're we have Doctor Strange, and he is he's the master of the mystic arts. He's been doing his shit. He's gone through, um. Uh, Infinity War, Endgame, the recent Spider-Man movie, like all this stuff. So now it's like, cool, now he can do all this shit. Um, which I wanted more of that in the first Doctor Strange. And I'm so glad like they went hard mm-hmm. with it. With like the universe hopping, um, the magic, the witchcraft, the battling and stuff like that. Especially like what happens in the third act, which I was like, oh my god, I hands down, I'm just fucking loving this movie. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, like as ter- like the performance from them, like I think, you know, they're they're set in their ro- they're set in their ways, and I don't really have any complaints about them. Same. Uh, so you wanna? In your pocket. <laughs> she just shot up next to me. You wanna get into the spoiler section? Yes. All right, so we're gonna get into spoilers. Uh, we're gonna talk in great lengths about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, so for those who don't want to be spoiled, here's your spoiler bumper right about now.
first time. <laughs> For the first time. Yeah, okay, liar. I know. Um, okay. So here's a complaint I've heard a lot. The Scarlet Witch turn of how she is the villain in this movie. People seem to forget. Mm-hmm. She started out as a villain. I mean, not not just that, because people complain. There are people who are complaining about how in WandaVision we got her arc. You know, she lost uh, Vision. She's lost her family. You know, and at the end of that series, she's like at peace with it. But a lot of people seem to forget the end credit scene where she's clearly being infected by the dark hole of the book. Mm-hmm. Which is like, no, she was always going to be the villain. Like, just watch that fucking. 15 seconds shot yeah she's the villain um so with that being said i like the fact that she was the villain in this movie and it was understandable why she would be like this exactly she like lost her kids she's like i want my kids back like like i'm, I'm not a mother i am a father but like <laughs> what i don't know i know i said that for some weird. reason it made me think of a, a song that i can't quite think of I'm, I'm not, not a mother. I'm a father. I'm a father. <laughs> um, but like losing losing a child, you like that fucks you up. Yeah. yeah. You can either go. You can either like. You can either like not get over it. You can either like kind of you can survive it, or you can just go in a downward spiral where there's probably never a bottom. I have to say something really quick about that. Sure. So one of my coworkers. Chuck and I had a conversation about mm-hmm. this very thing. Mm-hmm. Not about this movie, but about losing a child. Yeah. And he's like, I know this person who lost a child and they lost their fucking mind. Yeah. But he's like, I was, I don't know if he read a book or he listened to a podcast, but this person lost a child and mm-hmm. he's like, totally relaxed about it. Not totally relaxed about it, but he like, he's okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and immediately I was like, oh, the one who's okay? Mm. doesn't have any unfinished business with their kid (laughs) okay and he's like that's exactly what he was saying Mm. like i had the time i treated them the way i wanted to treat them like Mm -hmm. like like i don't feel bad about any of the time i spent night i got time with them yeah the other one was like had filled with regret yeah so i feel like maybe wanda Mm. is just like it doesn't matter like she didn't she didn't come to peace for real Mm. at the end of wandavision yeah yeah like it might have looked that way to some but like she had regrets she didn't have those children the right way she basically yeah. stole them yeah are you talking about in within wandavision right? yeah well that, that's them. she like created them well but, created them yeah but mm. i mean like it was within a stolen town like mm, yeah, yeah she was yeah. stealing bodies basically and mm. treating them like puppets and shit yeah, so yeah. like i feel like she has a lot of regret because Vision's also not there. Vision's gone, yeah. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I think it, that adds to the fact that, like, of course she's going to be the villain because, you know. Mm. Also, I think it's funny that it, it this movie came out Mother's Day weekend. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Love your mother, just not like WandaVision. Or like Wanda, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so I... I the horror elements, right? Mm-hmm. The the scary parts of it and stuff like that. The horror. Horror. I, know, I always have a hard the time. The horror elements. The horror elements. Oh, there's <laughs> sluts everywhere. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, the horror elements of this movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely loved it. I, I, 
I really can't have a, compl- a single complaint about how scary this movie comes off, especially somebody who's not familiar with Sam Raimi's work. Mm-hmm. People who are familiar with Sam Raimi's work are just like, yes, this is this is his wheelhouse. This is his jam and shit, mm-hmm. right? Um, like, and and they they got they honestly, I mean, they kind of got away with a lot of stuff. Like, there's there are some blood that there is blood that shows up, but it's not like grotesque or anything like that. But I think it works. It works well within the confines of this movie. He's in the multiverse of madness. It's a, it's a Sam Raimi film. It's going to be terrifying, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, even like the movie posters and even like how um, the trailer for this movie, which differs from the old from the first Doctor Strange movie, there's a, there's a significant difference. Where like in the first Doctor Strange, you get like this weird, trippy, like reality breaking. Oh my god, what's going on? And here it's like, oh my god's going on, and I'm possibly going to die. <laughs> I so look mm. my thoughts on that mm. are that the movie is not that scary to me, mm. but it is very intense. Yeah, I yeah, wouldn't I say will. it's horror like horror. Oh my god, it's terrifying, scary. Mm-hmm. But because I grew up with fucking Freddy Krueger and all that shit. Yeah. So yeah. like, it's not like that, but mm. it definitely has a lot of like suspense. Mm-hmm. That you definitely can almost feel like you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, like, and there, and and there's a there's a number of ways how it kind of like plays out the horror the horror element of it that plays out in a very like kind of like a really creative way, like the part where where Doctor Strange uses the dark hole to like to what's essentially which is called I think it's called Dream Walk, and how he uses the reanimated corpse of a different version of him mm-hmm. and i some people call some people call it zombie strange i call it deadite strange because it's sam Raimi. that's total deadite that's that's the <laughs> evil dead reference right there but the part where he was just like telling um telling dr christine palmer like i need you to watch me why and she's like why and she says because these are gonna come for, these demons are gonna come for my soul and how like they came out fucking like tear, trying to tear him apart and shit like that mm-hmm. Which I was just like, yes, this is it. This is the Sam Raimi I love. This is it. And not only just that, how creative he turns that. And he essentially makes the dead-eyed Doctor Strange just cape out of fucking demon souls. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, but it looked badass. Oh, it looked so fucking dope. Like, I was like, I need that as a screenshot. I need that. <laughs> oh, like as your back your backdrop on your, your desktop? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's so dope. Yeah. That part that you said where he uh, he uh, dream walked mm-hmm. into a dead version of himself. Mm-hmm. That's the part that reminds me of Hocus Pocus. Oh, because of the the character Doug Jones play. Uh-huh. Like, oh, okay. I can see that. I can totally see that. Because it's kind of funny too how he plays him, mm-hmm. and he's like talking, but like his lips are missing on half of his mouth. Yeah, and he's still talking normal yeah and he just kind of like weird weirdly animated like mm-hmm. it's funny mm-hmm. so i don't know that's why it reminded me of that i can i can totally see that I'm, you know, <laughs> not, you're, I'm, you're like hocus pocus i know i was like wait what and i couldn't find it but it totally makes sense totally makes sense um all right so let, let let's talk about that that big scene that everybody was like leading up to their their side to see the whole illuminati scene mm-hmm. um what did you think about that scene, especially like who shows up and like how it like evolves and or devolves? 
I did not have as much, mm. I guess, uh, anticipation for that. Because mm-hmm. I don't know who the Illuminati are. Yeah. I saw Professor X. Yeah, played by Patrick Stewart again. Mm-hmm. Even though he said, uh, the, what was it, uh, Logan was going to be his last performance as that character. Yeah. Goddamn liar. <laughs> <laughs> he... He showed up and I was happy to see him. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are like, oh, he showed up in the iconic, you know, oh, chair. The, yeah, the the floating yellow chair. And I'm like, God, that looks so fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. Right? It was clunky. I, it was, it, I'm not, okay. Like, I mean, Kelsey, you know this. People who know me know this. I don't know if people in the podcast know. I'm like a huge X-Men fan, right? I have like, what, like what two jackets with the x-men symbol like on the sleeves right i'm just like highly anticipating this x-men movie coming out one of my dream scripts to write to work on is like an x-men script but like seeing him pull up in the yellow chair and then they play the the classic x-men animated song he might as well have been in a fucking bumper car that's the thing it, it i don't like I, I i it wasn't as i wasn't as happy as i thought it was when i when i heard it right it sounded kind of cheesy mm-hmm. that right like and don't get me wrong like it, it I, probably just wasn't done right I, yeah i think it just wasn't done right like and i i feel like whenever they do this x the, this x-men movie that marvel's working on i know they're going to incorporate it but i know they're going to do it in a in a cooler way or more um even flowing kind of way because again this is a doctor strange movie mm-hmm, it just yeah. sucks because they introduced him and they're like oh you can hear his voice you know it's him yeah and then here he is in a yellow bumper car they didn't stylize it they didn't have like a big revealing moment really it was just like a bunch of these people standing up high and you're like i don't really care who any of these people are then all of a sudden it's like wait did somebody's phone going off i thought it was a ringtone (laughs) i like uh when dr strange who's that guy with the the black suit with the thing on his head oh uh black bolt Black Bolt, yeah, he's mm. like, oh yeah, you have a fork on your head. I know, right? I'm going to take instructions from a tuning fork on his head. Yeah, yeah. Which, if you've been listening since the be- since the beginning of this podcast, that's the exclusive that we got. That that dude as Black Bolt was going to show up. Ah. And that's what got me all- kicked off the fucking Walt Disney press list. <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah, they weren't helping you anyway. Yeah. Um, and then John Krasinski. Oh, is Reed Richards? I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I like him mm-hmm. for that character, I guess. Mm-hmm. I just don't like John Krasinski. Like, he's a trash human being. Now, because now, I remember you used to like John Krasinski, right? I did, when I kind of fell for all his, like, mm-hmm. you know, sunshine and fairies bullshit. Mm-hmm. But it's like, he sold that fucking news site that he had. Yeah, that he that he stole the idea from someone else. Yeah, it's, the, it's supposedly that he might have stolen the idea from someone else, and that he was just like, "Oh, I'm just doing this for like a fun little thing because we're going through the pandemic and people just want to smile." And they're just like, "No, dude, you you just sold like he sold he it came out that he ended up selling it to like I think CBS. Yeah, I think it was CBS. And they're gonna like turn it into like a weekly show or something, but not him. Like just a weekly like la 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 show and everything, yeah. which is. You know, that's, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the nature of Hollywood. Sell your property, get money, be a big money, but like, don't come off it fake as fuck. And yeah. that's what he did. And I understand why 
that why you that why you think he's a trashy individual. I think he I I don't think he's trashy. I'm kind of like that's kind of dick move. But at the same time, I'm like yeah, I kind of get your money, dude. But like I but I've never been a, I've never been a John Krasinski fan to begin with. Yeah, I I don't. It left a bad taste in my mouth. Mm. I'm just kind of like over him. I don't really care about him at all. Well, you better get ready because he's going to be in Fantastic Four. Well, then he better fucking sell it. <laughs> he better fucking uh, be the best version of that character we have ever seen. Yeah, I um, seeing him in this movie. Um, a lot of people were just like, "Oh, it's like the ultimate fan casting," because that's one of the one of the biggest fan casts was him as Reed Richards. Another one is uh, Emily Blunt as Sue Sue Storm, mm-hmm. which I can understand like why they would go that route. You know, because they're married and they kind of like the dynamic would work out well and. They seem to be working really well with chemistry, given what they did with, uh, what was that movie we saw? Quiet Place. Quiet Place, the first one and the second one. Um, so I'm, I'm all for that. Uh, him showing up, I was I did think, like, oh, I wonder if they're going to make this permanent, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was a line that Dr. Strange said. He said, Reed Richards, didn't you guys cast off in the space, like, in the 60s? Which I think that was a way of... of Marvel subtly explaining what happened to the Fantastic Four, why we haven't seen them in these movies. Yeah. You know, like, they got cast off in space, probably fell into a wormhole, you know, a la Lost in Space. Mm -hmm. And then when they do that movie, which is going to come out in the next, like, two or three years, that's, boom, that's it. They're probably going to explain it that way. Mm -hmm. Another reason why I think, like, he's he's got that role permanently is because today it was just announced that his Jack Ryan show, fourth season, final season. Oh. So, you know, that they're like, all right, like, finish that shit because you got Fantastic Four to do now. Do you think they're going to, uh, they wouldn't introduce them as a show? The Fantastic Four? Yeah. No, that's too big of a, that's too big of, of a property for a TV show. Gotcha. Um, who, who else showed up? Oh, I was kind of hoping that, uh, so Peggy Carter shows up, Captain Carter shows up in this one, right? I was actually kind of hoping it was the Captain Carter that we saw from What If. Uh-huh. And it's not, but I'm also so kind of glad that it's not because of what happens to her character. <laughs> um... So I thought her as as a live action Captain Carter was pretty badass. I don't know if they will ever make that like an actual thing. That's not the one that played in. She's not the Peggy Carter from the earlier Marvel movies, is she? Yeah. Oh, she looked different, and maybe it was her hair. Yeah, that's Haley Atwell. Mm. That's Haley Atwell looking fucking as ever. Mm. Uh, what did you think of uh, Lashana Lynch as Captain Marvel? I like her. Yeah. I like her as Captain Marvel. Yeah. I, I was digging her I was digging her version of Captain Marvel. It sucks that her character died as well. <laughs> I think they did that as like a shock value because it doesn't mm. matter because it's a different universe. That's the thing yeah. that I thought was funny too. Like they mm. almost like immediately killed fucking Professor X. And I was like, what? And I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's not the right universe. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it was whatever. whatever. It's, it's whatever. Um, you can kill him. Whatever. Yeah. And the thing about it was like that whole thing, that, that, not the entire, not. Okay. It was brutal. It was brutal for PG-13. Like fucking Reed Richards gets like liquefied mm-hmm. and gets his brain pop. Like you see, you see it pop and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then how, uh, how the Scarlet Witch like covers up 
Black Bolt's mouth and he tries to fire and he blows his brains out and stuff uh-huh. like that. I was like, holy shit. However, I wish they did show him use his powers. They only show him use his power like once. I wanted to see more of his powers because I, I'm not the hugest Black Bolt fan, but whenever he shows up in the comics, I love it because his voice is like, like decimates fucking like buildings and shit like that. Mm. Um, but yo, that's that whole. That I have thing. never liked anyone with his power. Black Bolt. Yeah, like I've seen it in like little cartoons or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm. Never cared. I thought it looked whack as shit. Mm. But probably the way you're describing it in the comic books, it's probably like world ending yeah he's like he's i believe he's considered he's not considered a mutant he's considered an inhuman but mm-hmm. like he's like omega level yeah um but yeah like it was, and the the costume honestly the costume didn't bother me too much i thought it would look stupid live action i don't think it really it didn't really bother me that much no well it's hard to make it look stupid if it's all black that's true i remember the x-men costumes looked pretty badass when they first came out yeah um uh, let me see what else, what else, what else, what else. Oh, do you think Wanda's dead? No. No? I hope not. I, I feel like they didn't kill her because how could they, like, they didn't show the body. That's always like I've a dead that. fucking giveaway. Uh, well, yeah, I've, that's that's one of the, that's one of the giveaways that like if you don't see the body, assume they're still alive. Yep. And there was like that flash of red light when the when the towers were clo- crumbling around her. Uh-huh. It was like, like that. Yeah, so, like that was her dying, but yeah. For, for all we know, she's just like open. She either opened up a portal or like found her way out or some shit. Yeah, like exactly. That. Like yeah. So I would definitely want to see her come back. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect them mm-hmm. because I don't think we got her true arc. We got a version of mm-hmm. her story, but I don't think we got the version of her story. Like mm-hmm. all of it. Yeah, because they 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 finally introduced the whole thing, like the whole Scarlet Witch thing in WandaVision, and then here she is in Doctor Strange as Scarlet Witch, and like they, I don't think they would just waste her like yeah. that. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, let me see what else. Yeah, I mean, other than that, like, oh, you know what? Uh, one okay, one quick thing before we end. Quickly, let, let's talk about that the battle between. The evil Doctor Strange and the good Doctor Strange. Uh-huh. With the music notes. <laughs> I love that. I thought that was very fucking creative. Yeah. And the fact that like every time a music note would hit the string, you would actually hear the bing, the noise. <laughs> yeah. it, it, I thought that was actually pretty fucking badass. <laughs> and like, like I said, it goes to like Sam Remy's style of directing. You give him enough room and enough budget, he will do something fucking awesome. Yeah. And the fact that the last thing that that killed basically or like threw the bad Doctor Strange off the edge was that he was like, oh, my hands are full. Like the good one was like, oh, my hands are full. And then mm-hmm. he's like, oh, wait, there's a harp over there. And a ding. And a bing. Pew. <laughs> 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 they took him out. Um, so I have a I have a theory. I'm going to quickly go through it. I have a theory that there's. And I'm not, the, I'm not the only one who says this. That they're setting up for Secret Wars. They're setting up for some uh, huge, massive event that's going to include the the incursion, which is essentially like two universes battling for supremacy. One universe loses, boom, dead, and then on to the next level uh, with the with the winning universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think they're setting this up. Um, 
if for anybody who really wants to get into this whole thing, uh, check out, uh, I think it's John Hickman run, but it's like a 2015 Marvel comic run called uh, Secret War or... Pretty much, it's like this whole incursion arc that happens. That's like unbelievable. Is that when you get evil Doctor, uh, evil Captain America? That's where like the the Marvel universe, the Earth six one six, encounters like the Ultimate Universe. Um, but you don't see in within that incursion, that whole battle, you don't see the evil uh, Captain America because in the Ultimate Universe, Captain America is the president of the United States. Oh. Because um, I thought that arc had, I know everyone was like, "Oh, he's with Hydra now," and I thought that was oh, that's something completely different. That was like that was after the whole Secret Wars, and they like they were shifting the universe all over again. Oh, um, yeah, I think it was like Hydra, Hydra America, or Hydra Captain America, or some shit like that. Um, but yeah, like I think I honestly think Secret Wars is coming, and another reason why I think Secret Wars is coming is the Russo brothers have said. After Endgame, he said the only thing that would ever bring us back to to Marvel is Secret Wars. We've always wanted to do Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. The Russo brothers were working on a either I think it was like a series or a movie for Netflix. It was like a Dungeons and Dragon project, and out of nowhere, they quit the project. Oh shit! This happened like I think last year. They quit the project, and Marvel likes to Marvel now. Marvel has kind of a footing where they would go. They like to set their stuff up years in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, it was reported that Kevin Feige. He was actually going to a retreat with other Marvel people within Marvel to work on to work on Marvel Studios for the next twenty years. Oh wow! So I would not be surprised if it's announced maybe this year's Comic Con, next year or something like that. That they're just like, oh yeah, Russo Brothers, boom! They're they're doing a secret project. We don't know what it is, but they're doing a secret project in a week. <laughs> a secret project. <laughs> um. You know, I was thinking the other uh, day too. After we watched the movie, I was like, "When, when, uh, when are they going to stop doing this?" Who Marvel? Yeah, and the answer is never. never. According to you, never. <laughs> the ball, the most baller thing they would have done is is after Infinity War, when the, at the end of the movie where the heroes lost, they're like, "All right, we're done. No more Marvel movies." <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. One more thing, quickly. Love seeing my man Bruce Campbell on the the big screen again. Mm-hmm. And the yellow car. Oh yeah, the fucking the Delta, the the the, the famous uh, Delta that um, that's in all of Sam Raimi's movies mm-hmm. that showed up. But like, oh, seeing 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 Bruce Campbell again, I I, I had actually hoped that it was this because Bruce Campbell had already announced that he was going to be in uh, Doctor Strange two, but I was hoping that he would either a be the Mysterio character that pe- that he was supposed to be in Spider Man four, b be a version of Doctor Strange mm-hmm. or C he would have been Ash again just one more time just bumping <laughs> into Doctor Strange like oh what the fuck you know and then boom that would have been the end of it yeah Quiddo just <laughs> right there <laughs> on the screen <laughs> um, so all in all yeah this is like um, my opinion like we've we spoke, we've spoken highly about this movie but in my opinion I think this is like a definite watch yeah you agree yes alright alright so what we got next Next, we're going to do our variety time. No, just kidding. <laughs> I did that for purpose. I know. <laughs> Evil woman. We're going to do our obscene and obscure of Dr. Mordred.
wait, this film came out in 1992. You can watch it on... It's on Netflix, right? I mean, Netflix. YouTube. It's on... Yeah, Dr. Mordred, the 1992 uh, Full Moon produced film. You can watch it on YouTube, or you can actually watch it on Tubi, the streaming service. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, so the reason why we're talking about this movie is because um, uh, our buddy James uh, threw this at me. He was like, hey, man, like, I mean, his, his words were, hey, man, but he was just hey, like, hey, man. I know. <laughs> he was like, did you hear, like, do you know what this is? And I had, like, this flashback of of this movie. I thought it was a fucking fever dream. <laughs> And I looked at the trailer. I was like, oh, my God, I've totally seen this movie. This, first of all, Dr. Mordred, which is um, it's directed by Charles Ban and Albert Ban, um, stars Jeffrey Combs, Mr. F- Mr. Reanimator himself, uh, Yvette Nepar, and Brian Thompson. Um, so here's, here's the synopsis. An unspeakable evil has come into our dimension and wants to rule over Earth. And only a mysterious sorcerer known as Dr. Mordred can stop him. Mm -hmm. Sounds familiar, right? Yeah. Sounds like a, I don't know, a Doctor Strange movie, maybe? Uh Uh-huh. So I found this really great article on Bloody Disgusting, right? And the the title of the article is, uh, Dr. Mordred, remember when Jeffrey Combs played Full Moon's Doctor Strange? Um, So the story goes is that uh, I believe it was Charles Ban. I might even. I think. It, let me see. Uh, do, 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 do. Let me find it in this article real quick. I think it's Charles Ban that did this, or it might have been Albert. One of the brothers. Okay, it was. It was. It was Albert Ban. Had got the rights to Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. and they were going to make a Doctor Strange movie. Uh, this is during like the early '90s. This is when Marvel was kind of going bankrupt. Uh-huh. They're selling properties. They're trying to get all the stuff going and everything. Um, but what happened was that they they the the rights the rights that they had had just expired. Oh no! But they were like, we still want to make this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the story. This was from the article. The story goes that Band uh, Charles Band. Uh, he couldn't acquire the rights to Doctor Strange. He created so he created Doctor Mordred. Okay. Um, the B-movie Maven behind Full Moon Entertainment had, in fact, optioned Doctor Strange from Marvel Comics, but the rights were lost before the production began. Instead of scrapping the project, it was repurposed, banned incorporated elements from an unmade effort from his Empire Pictures Days title, Doctor Mortellis, which boasted concept art, concept art by comic book legend Jack Kirby. So there's already, like, comic DNA yeah. within this mm-hmm. movie, right? So, um, the film was produced and it debuted in VHS on, in 1992, courtesy of Paramount. Um, so, the, the story of the character was he has guarded Earth for over 100, 100 man years from his malevolent counterpart, Cabal, played by Dr. Thomas. Uh, sorry, Brian Thompson. When Cabal threatens to unleash the demons of the fourth dimension, Mordred finds an unlikely partner and his neighbor, research consultant Samantha, played by Yvette Napar. Uh, who also was in the RoboCop series to stop the evil. So, Kelsey, <laughs> what's your opinion of this movie? I'm glad they did not get to do Doctor Strange. <laughs> I know, right? Can you? This is so bad. 
Do you know there is an actual Doctor Strange movie that exists? Is there? 1978. Hmm. I haven't seen it. I, it. It used to be on free on YouTube. Uh-huh. And as Doctor Strange 2 got closer to, to release, it disappeared. <laughs> but, but... Why 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 do you why do you think this seventy four minute movie is bad? Um, none of it makes any sense. <laughs> I, I honestly did not follow it. I think I checked out for part of it. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Because it just wasn't good. It wasn't even bad good. I think it's bad good. I I, I think it's bad good. But you're you're more you're more critical. It's just like. I have a hard time with films mm-hmm. when they look as douchey <laughs> as mm-hmm. what's his name did. Um, Jeffrey Combs. Okay, you think he looks douchey? In this movie, he does. Mm-hmm. Um, he's l- very vanilla. He's lacking any personality. I would agree with that. Yeah, he doesn't. He has a coin. That they, he used they never, they, for no reason. They don't understand where why you can use it. Yeah. He you when he uses it the first time you're like why? I know right. Like didn't make no sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They they never really go into like the limits of his power or what he can and can't do and shit like that. Yeah. And like why is he renting an apartment <laughs> or why is he like living in one? Yeah. Oh, which. So the setting is in New York, but I was right. They shot it in L.A. Really? That museum, the History Museum. I was like, that's totally like the National National History Museum. You're like, this. It's not this because of this is this. Uh-huh. Nah, it's, it's that one. So it's, they must not have the all those dinosaurs up anymore because yeah. I only saw the big like one big one. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, like this was made '92, and I think they've they've made renovations to the National History Museum out in L.A. So they probably just pushed the dinosaurs like over there or some shit like yeah. in the new section. Um, yeah, like, the the whole power scenes aren't really explained. Like, there's a part where, like, Dr. Mordred, he has, like, these glass knives that he, like, shoves into his body. Yeah, and you're like, why? <laughs> yeah, but, like, he, like, he throws them. Like, he proje- like he fires them in a projecting, like, light kind of thing. But then, you know, find out, like, Cabal can do the same thing. Yeah. So it's just like... Does Cabal like? Did Cabal do that too? Does he have the same set of? Did they did they shop at the same store? <laughs> Get the same knives. Pier one. They went know, to Pier right? one and got these crystal knives. <laughs> Seriously, it's bad. It's bad. Bath and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things I I actually uh that I actually love about this movie is the level of like bad effects. Like, for example, like there's the part where like the two dinosaurs are fighting, right? Uh-huh. And it's clearly like stop motion <laughs> animation, and like the T Rex like grabs a guard and like picks him up, and it's clearly like a fa- like a like a doll like. <laughs> I think it's funny that one of the dinosaurs ends up shoving its tusk into something, and then it's got blood on it. Yeah, it kills. That, that's how Cabal is dispatched. He gets stabbed in the stomach. <laughs> That's how he's defeated. <laughs> and I, I was also distracted because I'm like, I know I've seen this guy before. He was in Charmed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were like looking that shit up, weren't you? I was because like, it's not as prominent in this movie, but when he was in Charmed, mm-hmm. 
all you all you could do was see his mouth move like his tongue was too big for his mouth yeah he has like it's funny um and he has a big mouth to begin with yeah brian thompson has like a distinguished look about him uh a lot of a lot of his earlier stuff he he has no hair Mm -hmm. uh he plays the villain in um sylvester stallone's cobra but he but he always looks the same like a fucking psycho. Mm-hmm. Like he's just gonna eat your flesh with his fries or some shit like that. <laughs> um But I did like Brian Thomas's performance in this movie because he you can tell he's just chewing up the scene. Yeah. He's just like casting spells upon the land. Like I'm sorry he didn't do that part. part. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I found really distracting about this movie is mm-hmm. it really felt like a bunch of people who gave up their weekends. Yes. To like do um, LARPing or some shit. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like LARPing to me, but on screen. It did feel like LARPing. Holy and shit. I was like, no, nah, I'm not about that. <laughs> yeah. And what about like the world's worst cop uh, played by, oh, I don't have his name now, but like the dude who played the cop in Dr. Mordred, who. Um, the Samantha character like says like, oh yeah, this Doctor Mordred, he like knows information on the occult that could be okay. helpful. He's like, oh, you're the bad guy. I know. Right? I'm gonna arrest you. Yeah, I'm just gonna arrest you. Uh, the guy. Let me see. His name is uh Jay Akavon. Uh, played Tony Guido. <laughs> so it looks like. <laughs> um. You know, I think. It, yeah, I, I remember watching this, and I was like, I'm so glad. Like, I like I, I, I love this movie just for what it is, for uh-huh. just being like this Doctor Strange knockoff. But at the same time, I'm so glad they never got to make the Doctor Strange movie. Because it would have been a waste. It would have been a total waste. People would have been like that. Like, it's it's kind of like when they did, like, the Captain America movie in, like, the late 80s. Uh-huh. Or, like... There's an Iron Man movie that came out in the 80s, I think, and it looks really fucking bad. Isn't there one with, like, maybe, I, maybe I'm thinking of the Captain America one. What? It's just really bad movies. I remember something, but I don't remember. Like, I can't think about it. Well, I know there's, like, two Captain America movies. There's one that was made, uh, let me see. There's one that's made in the, I think it's 89. No, it was 1990. Let me see. Was there one earlier than that? Yeah, there was. Uh, there is another one. So the Captain America was thinking about the another one of the bad ones. It's This one was made in 1990. Um, and then the other Captain America, I believe, was made in the 70s. That's the one. I think that's the one I'm thinking of. Uh, because they, their costumes are just so bad. 1979. You're talking about that costume? Yep. Yes. Uh, yeah, there's a 1979. It looks Captain like Speed Racer Captain America. Yeah, and his shield <laughs> looks made looks like it's made out of plastic. Mm-hmm. And literally the helmet is a motorcycle helmet. Oh my god. Yeah, and then his stripes are going over his shoulder like it's a fucking harness, like in a like a race car. It looks like the Puerto Rican flag. Oh my god. I don't want to watch this movie now. Holy shit. <laughs> we should watch it. Seriously. <laughs> I'm gonna find this movie. Um, yeah. So and, and this movie and, and so back to, so back to Doctor Mordred. Wow, just that '79 Captain America movie is two hours long. Holy Jesus shit. Christ! So the Doctor Mordred movie, which is like a clean one hour and fourteen minutes, 
<laughs> it it did it it very abruptly. Like I don't even remember what, what was Cabal doing. What, I, what was he? What was he doing? I don't remember what was his what was his plan. I don't either. They were just <laughs> fighting for no reason. He was talking mm. a lot. I don't know. He the, did, that's what I said. He did a lot of fucking talking. Yeah, yeah. And like, there's there's this relationship between Cabal and Doctor Mordred, which mind you, his name is Doctor Mordred. Oh, they're brothers. I remember. There were three brothers. They were brothers, or they were brought up like brothers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were brought up like brothers, and then there's like, oh, now I remember. This is one thing that like really stuck with me with with Doctor Mordred. Okay, the fact that like the way how they des- they describe the people on Earth, mm-hmm. it's like they're aliens. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like we're assuming that Cabal and Dr. Mordred are essentially aliens. Yeah. Which is... That's just like a mixture of a bunch of different fucking genres. Like, it's a sci-fi, it's a fantasy, it's a murder mystery or it's something. like a Superman knockoff. Yeah, yeah for real. <laughs> and, and one thing I absolutely love about how, um, how the movie... Like, the movie actually gets kind of like a lot of... Not a lot of love. It gets like this very... Um, B movie love now, and I really dig like the design of the cover. If you folks look on like look for the the Doctor Mordred like cover on IMDb page, it sells Jeffrey Comb as like this outfit that in he wears he does not wear at all mm-hmm. in the movie. It looks like Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. like they're really trying to capitalize on that shit. Yeah. Um. I can't believe I was going to look for it now. You made me forget. I made you, I didn't even see anything. <laughs> I just said, yeah. It's just like, yeah. My brain's like, gone. <laughs> oh, now I remember. Okay. Here's one thing I'm actually, like, I'm actually really looking forward to this. Okay. Well, a couple of trivia, trivia things. One is there was a sequel planned. Mm-hmm. And it sets up like there's going to be a sequel. Uh-huh. Like how Mordred is gone for like what three months, like out of nowhere. Uh-huh. His it, the 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 higher being or whatever is like, oh, you gotta come back to this dimension or whatever. And he leaves and he comes back. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he leaves and he comes back and he's like, oh, I'm gonna be going to his dimensions. Hey Samantha, you wanna come with me? She's I, like, it's funny because he left and then he's and he made it seem like I'll never see you again. Exactly. And then he came back. She's like, oh hey, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you will see me again, huh? Um, let me try to see what else. Uh, so yeah, it says uh, Doctor Mord. So in so back to the article from Bloody Discussing. Uh, Doctor Mordred was almost certainly greenlit in an attempt to cash in on the success of Tim Burton's Batman, uh, but surprisingly, it was not a proto mockbuster. Um, so the an- the stop motion animation is done by David Allen, who has done Bride of Three. That's animator. my dad's name. David Allen. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, Bride, who has worked on Bride of the Reanimator and Puppet Master. Um, and so, Jeffrey Combs, who's done a ton of, like, B-movie work and some, like, actual, like, big, big budget kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he has, he has like, a lot of love within, like, the horror community. Um, yeah, let's, let's love him. Oh, my God. In the horror community. <laughs> So he said in an interview in 1994 uh, with Image Movies, or Image Movies, Combs uh, expressed his complicated feelings about Dr. Mordred. 
So he said, quote, I would have liked to have had the character be a little bit more active. He could have used a little more humor. I found myself just standing around reacting to what everybody else was doing as opposed to instigating things myself. That's a very difficult thing to sustain as an actor. Yeah. So even he was like, this can, is boring. I know, can I do something, please? <laughs> um, I mean, despite, despite like, I don't know. I feel like I, the movie's bad, but I feel like especially how like Doctor Strange is like raining at the box office now. We're going to people are going to be still talking about Doctor Strange for like weeks on it. I feel like this movie should still be sought out. The the Doctor Mordred movie just to kind of see and be like that this could have been Doctor Strange. Okay. <laughs> You're just like, no. No. Okay, so I'll ask you this. Would you watch it again? But if it was on Mystery Science Theater 3000, Maybe, because at least that would be entertaining. Well, good luck. Well, good news. It's going to be on it in the upcoming season. Yeah. So we get to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. In less than a month. Yeah. Actually, exactly a month. <laughs> Why is it exactly a month? Because today is the 10th of May. Next. And it's coming out June 10th. The next Mr. Science Theater 3000? Yeah. Where do you see that? The second bullet point at the end of the sentence. Damn. My God. Goodbye. <laughs>came out in 1981 and the synopsis is five friends travel to a cabin in the woods where they unknowingly release flesh possessing demons directed and written by sam raimi it stars bruce campbell ellen sandwise richard demanicore betsy baker and Teresa tilly and when i read ellen's name her mm-hmm. last name i just can't help it but i read it a sandwich (laughs) (laughs) i I remember you did say that when we were were watching it you're like sandwich i know i was like i read that a sandwich yeah yeah um so sam raimi's the evil dead uh look i'm just gonna come off off the top rope i fucking live this movie it's you live this movie i i i I live this movie Mm -hmm. there's so many there's so many demons around me it's crazy (laughs) Um, I'm one of them, know, apparently, because right? <laughs> they laugh like they do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this, this like, horror classic film. <laughs> um, you want to know something surprising about, about my love for this film? Sure. This was, I didn't see this first. I actually saw Army of Darkness first, oh. which is the third, which ended the whole uh, 
that it was the end of that trilogy. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, like, if you watch, like, I know you haven't watched Evil Dead 2 and you haven't seen Army of Darkness, but when you do watch him, you'll notice he just retells the story. Mm-hmm. And in both those movies, right? And he does it in different variations. Like certain characters aren't there anymore. It's a different actress as the character. Like they're not just a replay of oh, here's what happened last time. It's like no, we're gonna reshoot the whole fucking thing. Uh-huh. Right? Um, but yeah, I actually had watched Army of Darkness, and then I went to Evil Dead, then I went to Evil Dead Two, and then to Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I watched it in that order. Um, but with this one, like, um, I have so much love for this film i'm like a huge fan of sam Raimi's work. i'm a huge fan of bruce campbell's work one of my proudest moments as a film journalist is like getting to like ask bruce campbell a question and take a picture with him mm-hmm. which i was just like that's it that's the best one ever <laughs> and at one point at one point james our, our buddy james was like well mark because i said like oh it's the happiest moment of my life and then james had asked me like but mark what about the birth of your daughter and i was like Happiest moment of my life. (laughs) (laughs) I was kidding, obviously. Um, No, you weren't. I know, right? (laughs) But, um, you know, no one gives a shit about my opinion. What what does Kelsey think? Really, really like this movie. Do ya? Why? Like, it's to the point where I like this movie and anyone who's like, oh, you didn't show her this one first? Mm Mm-hmm. I get offended. <laughs> Are you talking about uh, Evil Dead 2? Yeah. That's the thing. Like, why would I show you Evil Dead 2 before I show you Evil Dead? That's... Because it builds upon the first one and is apparently better. <sighs> but I'm like, I love this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's like, and here's the thing. Like, it's yeah, it's better, but it's only better because the production, there's a higher production Sam Raimi better he better fine tuned his craft. He knows exactly what he's doing with Evil Dead Two. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a perfect blend of like horror, horror and comedy with Evil Dead Two. Mm-hmm. Where in this one is straight up like horror, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's perfect, especially like of that era during like the kind of slasher horror like movement mm-hmm. of, of of the seventies and eighties and stuff like that. Um, but like. Like you yourself, you said you just really like. Would you say that you love this movie? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do love this movie. So what? What? What do you? What do you love? What do you like? What do you hate? You know. Okay. Um. I know that I shouldn't care about this, but I like how the, how bad the cameras are because it adds like an eerie like mm. tone to the movie. Mm-hmm. Sam Raimi could could have focused a little better with the fucking camera. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there, there were several shots where it was like, focus. Yeah. I love the play on situations, right? Like, there's a moment where Bruce Campbell and his girlfriend are playing, like, he's pretending to sleep, mm-hmm. and her eyes are really intense. Yeah. Uh, but, then, yeah. but then later, she becomes a demon, uh, and she's doing the same thing to him. Uh <laughs> Like ah, oh, the tables are turned now. <laughs> now you're and you're like, gonna die. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, yeah, his girlfriend played by uh, Betsy Baker, uh, Linda, who was recast like fucking twice, I think, in the in the uh, in the Evil Dead movies. <laughs> and also, I like the fact that he goes, "Shut up, Linda." I know, right? <laughs> like it's it's so funny because like yeah, like it it does this thing where it's just like oh, it's it's um, 
it's these kids they're going to this cabin to spend the weekend or whatever and clearly like okay they're set up to like die and stuff like that but you get like a level of like authenticity between like the characters like how um ash and like scott they seem like they're really good buddies and shit Mm -hmm. like that and eventually like they start bickering and going back at each other and the fact that scott's like at in the middle of the movie he's like i'm going off like fuck you and your girlfriend like i'm gonna teach you i'm gonna survive you know yeah and how um uh let me see i can't remember who played as sarah uh shelly was the sister right Cheryl was the sister. Cheryl was the sister. That's right. Cheryl was the sister, but um, that was that was like a little detour. But how Ash and Linda are like all lovey dovey and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then fifteen twenty minutes later, he's like telling her shut up and like essentially punching her. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like how the the mm-hmm. demons all turn into like geriatric zombies. Yeah, their hair just goes gray immediately <laughs> and all that shit. But it goes back to regular when they pretend they're not possessed. Mm-hmm. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. This is this your first Bruce Campbell film, right? I mean, you've seen him here and there, like Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, um, obviously in Doctor Strange. I don't Doctor think so. Two. I think I've seen him in other stuff. I just don't know what. I, okay, wait. Did you watch uh, Hercules or Xena Warrior Princess? Yeah. Okay, then you've seen him there because he, cause he would show up on that show quite often. Yeah, I saw him there. Okay, what did you think of uh, the man, the myth, and the legend that is Bruce Campbell? Um, he kind of reminds me of my mom's ex-husband. Which one? Ray. Which one was that one? The one that she, the second husband she married. I know, but characteristics, you gotta remind me, girl. Oh, um, my brother's dad? So he was an asshole? Yeah. Bruce Campbell's not an asshole. I don't think he looks like like he's an asshole. I just, <laughs> mm-hmm. he has like the dark hair and the dark eyes and he the, the eyes can be really intense. Ah, okay. And okay. like the long eyebrows. Yeah, and the first one, he's, like, rocking a unibrow. And the second one, I think his unibrow is kind of gone. Oh, he's probably like, nah, I make too much money for that yeah, shit I know. now. Yeah, he plucked that shit, plucked that shit. <laughs> Honestly, he could keep the unibrow. Who, Bruce Campbell? Yeah. Why do you say that? Because it doesn't look bad on him. Like, I didn't even really notice it. Ah. Um, so, this is, you know, this being Sam Raimi's first film, his first feature film, what did you think of his directing? I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Especially because for it to be someone's first film and it's a horror, it didn't come off like, you like, know, like amateur, like Doctor Mordred. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> yeah. There's like a there's a level of confidence you get um, with Sam Raimi's style, uh, especially like his signature, like uh, like camera chasing the victim and stuff like that. Like like mm-hmm. this whole it seems like this this like presence that you never see that's chasing after you but you know it's fucking terrifying by the way mm-hmm. i almost guarantee that shit was hard to fucking do back then because of how big and heavy the cameras were yeah so just to kind of i'm because eventually i'm gonna go through this list but one of the one of the stories is that um one of the stories is that at the end of the movie where you see the demon or the spirit or whatever like going through the woods and then like colliding with the ash character the story goes is that that the camera was on a motorcycle and that's why it was like like racing through the woods right uh-huh. and it was supposed to stop short at bruce campbell but it collided with him and bruce Ooh. campbell has said that like he had, he broke a few ribs oh, no. because of that shot that sucks yeah 
Uh, it's hard because you don't realize you're on, you have heavy equipment on a motorcycle and you're on slick leaves. Yeah, the, the the balance is like way the fuck off. Yeah, but the leaves act like ice. Yeah, yeah. Um, Even for cars. Um. Now the writing is super thin. Yeah, but it works. It works. It does work. Yeah, like you do. You it gives you room to know the characters to mm-hmm. like know who they are. Yeah, how they get along, and like for room for the horror stuff to happen. Yeah, and to essentially like. Like, like Sam Raimi at the time, um, Sam Raimi and his uh, producer buddy, which the name escaped me right now, um, at the time of the movie being made, they didn't think they were going to get a sequel. They were like, let's just see if we can do this, right? And because of the success of the movie, they were able to get their hands on the sequel. They were actually able, Sam Raimi was actually able to really get behind the sequel because, um, or have more control of the sequel because he didn't sell the rights to the characters at mm. all. He just sold the distribution rights. Um, who's the producer? Oh, Robert uh, Tapper. Robert, Robert Tapper. Him and him, Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi, they've been working together for like years. Mm-hmm. Like years and years and years. But they didn't think like, oh, we got something like truly special. They thought like, oh, we're just making a horror film. So let's just see what happens. Yeah. Um, is there is there anything in particular in the directing that like stuck out with you? Um, the way that... Trees were attacking. Uh, oh, one of the women? Cheryl. I think it was Cheryl. Yeah, that's the sister. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. The oh, the rape scene, the tree rape scene. Yeah, like mm-hmm. not just the idea of it, but like how they were able to make the the trees like wrap around and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it really did look like they were being attacked. Or oh being yeah, attacked. yeah, that was very impressive. And yeah. it didn't. It wasn't like stop motion animation or anything like that. Yeah, I would imagine. I, I I I can't remember, but I would imagine that they probably like had just put it in reverse, like just pulled it, and it just looked like it was going uh, up in reverse instead. Yeah. Um. So, do you want me to go down the list of like what's one of this movies? Oh, oh, well, actually, before we leave the tree rape scene, um, Sam Raimi has come forward and says like, yeah, we should have done that scene because that's a really like kind of a. Uh, I mean, it's a real fucked up scene, but it seems like it's too cliche or too, you know, on the nose with that with that scene. I totally 100% disagree. Really? Okay. Because it's not a man. It's a fucking tree. No one's ever... Yeah. I don't think anyone has done that before or since. Not with a tree. Yeah. I, I guess because, like, because it's, it's a level of a vulnerability that Sam Raimi... Not that he didn't realize this at the time, but later on, he probably thought, like... It's a level of vulnerability that we didn't really need in the movie. I mean, that is true. They, mm. She could have just been attacked by the trees. Yeah. But I didn't have a problem with it. Um, okay, so. One of the things that this movie's known for, other than like the gore, the blood, you know, the introduction of, of Bruce Campbell, is the nightmarish scenarios that went on to shoot this movie. Um. So, Bruce Campbell has an autobiography where he says the film's production was a comedy of errors and 12 weeks of mirthless exercise and agony. (laughs) It was hard for me just to say that. (laughs) (laughs) It was agonizing. It was agonizing. Um, (laughs) So, uh, 
Just to go down the list, uh, the cabin used as the film said was a was also lodging for 13 crew members. So people were living in that cabin. They were trying to live in that cabin to shoot this fucking movie, right? Um, so the crew like frequently argued. The plum- the cabin had no plumbing. Um, and the actors went to- went on for days without showers. And it was like constantly freezing weather. Oh. Um, at one point, this is also one of, at one point, the film ran out of money during halfway through the, through the shoot. Uh-huh. Um, and it was in 1980. So what they did to complete the movie, um, so they took like high interest bank loans, borrowed money from friends and family, and they went to the point to even cold calling people. Oh, like, shit. hey, we got this movie. You want to be part of it? You should do it. Blah, blah, blah. And it helped. Like it got the movie made. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, at one point, the temperature was so cold that the camera's wiring had froze. Oh, shit. And they had to, like, thaw it out in the fireplace in the cabin. Um, a cameraman had, like, slipped during filming, smashed the camera in Bruce Campbell's face, and knocking out several of his teeth. <laughs> oh, he keeps going. <laughs> um, crew, cast and crew has said that this is, like, the worst experience they've ever gone through in their entire life. Uh, and Sam Raimi had a bad habit of shooting for, like, hours and hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Um, I think that sounds like most directors, though. Yeah. Um, on the first day of shooting, uh, that shot where they're doing like the, with the bridge, where they cars to get over the bridge, the famous Delta. Uh-huh. Crew members got lost in the woods. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bruce Campbell twisted his ankle on the um, on a on a route while running down a steep hill, and Sam Remy and Robert Tubber decided to tease him by poking the injury sticks to poke poke the injury with sticks, and that's why his character has more relent as the scene as the scene keeps going. His living gets worse and worse and worse. So they were like purposely so, like. So fucking, why did they stay friends? Because <laughs> it's fucking Evil Dead. Um, also, several <laughs> several of the actors were stabbed ac- accidentally with oh, objects shit. and shit. Um, if you notice in the movie, like the, 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 whenever they're possessed, they have like these contacts, right? That like goes right, right over their eyes. Mm-hmm. This is how bad the contacts were, right? They were thick glass. Um, it took them 10 minutes to put it on and they can only wear it for 15 minutes because if they didn't, their eyes would stop breathing. Like they had to get air to their eyes. Yeah. Um, Bruce Campbell has called it a uh, Tupperware over the eye eyeballs. That's what he calls them. <laughs> Um, so yeah, obviously another another one was um, Bruce Campbell received numerous injuries during the making of the film. A noticeable one caught in the film is the scene where the possessed hand Cheryl uh, busts through the cabin floor to sees to get like Ash's face right. So a trickle of Campbell's actual blood runs down his head as the actor was gashed in the head by the puppeteer in the floor who blindly grabbed Campbell. Mm. Uh, another one was. Betsy Baker, she lost her eyelashes when she had to remove like the facial mode. That sucks. I know that's that's. Uh, uh, let me see. During the scene where Ash is about to cut up, uh, oh, cut up in the girl, cut up the girlfriend with a chainsaw. Uh huh. That was a real chainsaw. Yeah, I figured it was. Yeah, and he got pretty close to her with he it. He got super close with it. If you watch it, you can actually see her heart like racing. Yeah. With that scene. Um, 
And then, uh, oh, oh, and then the mo- the motorcycle incident uh, during the premiere of Ash vs. the Evil Dead 2015, Bruce Campbell claimed that the final shot in the film, where Ash is attacked by a surviving demon, was achieved by mounting a camera on a tripod, then mounting the tripod on a motorcycle and driving it through the forest, through the cabin, and delivered it into Campbell. He also claimed to have broken some ribs because of this. Hmm. So that's honestly that is one of the reasons why this movie is well known because of the hell they went through to, to produce this movie. It, yeah, and because they didn't have the budget, so they didn't have the insurance and the mm. things that the industry can offer to keep, you know, keep mm. things safe. Um, would you like to hear the connection between this and Marvel? Sure. Okay. So, there's a ton of properties with the Evil Dead franchise. There's movies, TV shows, video games, comic books, books, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There are there are several comic books that's actually pretty dope. Uh, I'm gonna take a little detour real quick. Okay. There's a comic book where Ash meets Darkman, Sam Raimi's Darkman. There's an there is a comic book where Ash fights up against Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees. Mm-hmm. Um, there is another comic book where he encounters Xena, Warrior Princess. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> So the way how he encounters these characters is that in the comic book the the journey continues. What happens is that the the book of the the book of the dead or the Necronomicon sends him through these different portals. He ends up in these different universes, right? Uh huh. One of the universes he ends up is in the Marvel universe. Uh, in the comic series Marvel Zombies, it is revealed that Ash somehow ends up in a parallel Marvel universe and ends up being the cause of the universe becoming zombified. Uh-huh. So. The Marvel zombies, deadites. It's also, also, it's kind of a weird connection to Doctor Strange, to Doctor Strange too. How so? Because of all the the like universe. Oh, the universe hopping and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Like I said, I I, I had wish this isn't this isn't spoiler, folks. If you skipped over the spoiler section, um, this is just my wishful thinking that uh i had hoped that like you would see bruce campbell as ash bumping into dr strange at one point and it could make sense it would make it would make complete sense I yeah don't, I, I i would not be surprised if sam raymond was like damn it i, I should have done that i don't know i bet you he tried i bet you he really wanted to but disney was like nah you can't do that <laughs> or maybe bruce campbell was like nah because he's tired of that character yeah, yeah. He he has said it before in multiple interviews. Um, one one in particular when I asked him like, "Are you ever coming back?" He was just like, "I'm done." Like I I've, I I got the chainsaw. I'm like out. And granted, it's understandable. Like I said, he's done um, these Evil Dead movies. His last his last romp as uh, Ashley J. Williams was in Ash versus the Evil Dead, which ran for three seasons, which were amazing. It just ended. And it was can it like it got to a cliffhanger and the show was canceled and I really wish they would like at least give us like a a movie to be like this is what happens. Did Sam Raimi ever say what would have happened? I don't believe he ever. I don't think he has. That sucks. Um, there is there was an Evil Dead movie. It was just called Evil Dead. It came out came out in two thousand and thirteen, which was essentially a remake. Mm-hmm. It it is very gory. It's very brutal. But the way how it ends. You think the main character is going to encounter Ash from the Evil Dead, uh-huh. but it never happens because the movie was not a success. Gotcha. Um, but there is like a there is a 
Evil Dead series coming out. I think it's for HBO. Um, let me see. There is a series coming out. It's called it's called Evil Dead Rise, um, and it's supposed to be coming out. I think the tw- I think it's supposed to be coming out this year. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's coming to HBO Max. So I I would totally be down to watch that. From from what I heard, Bruce Campbell's not gonna show up in it. He's like like he's an executive producer, but he's just like I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm, my body bless it. Yeah. Um. So, all in all, do you think this movie still holds up? Yes. Really. Mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't I haven't been getting a lot of that from you. You you kind of been like either on the fence or like no. You don't usually get it still holds up for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll admit, but you do get it from time to time. Yes, I I think it still holds up. I love it. What's funny? He's just laying on the floor waiting for me to bet him. Oh, like patches? I'm not. Yeah, like I'm not. Recording or something. <laughs> I know. Like lean over and pet me. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it still holds up. I absolutely love this movie. Actually, when I got done watching this, I was like, "Fuck, I want to watch Evil Dead too." But it's like it's not really streaming anywhere for free. So that means I gotta buy it again mm-hmm. for like the fifteenth time. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mark Salcedo single handedly <laughs> keeping the Evil Dead franchise alive. <laughs> um. Oh, another sound out of my body on the podcast today nice nice all right anything else nope all right so that's gonna be our that's gonna be it for our show for this week uh we want to thank everybody for joining us um we especially like to thank the folks over at your entertainment corner for hosting this podcast on their website um for your film news tv news and reviews you can check out check them out at your entertainment corner.com uh, this podcast is on all podcast catchers, so you can find this episode in all our old episodes. Um, so as a reminder, um, from last week's show, like I said, we're going to kind of be scaling back the episodes. We were going to, we were doing them like once a week. Now we're going to do them every other week. So it'll be like at least twice a month mm-hmm. that you'll be getting these episodes. And it, it, it depends on what is coming out if we feel like oh we should definitely talk about it or not you know um uh you know like i said just as a reminder like we're doing this because we're kind of taking a break we got other projects we want to work on plus you know we got kids and jobs and everything like that Mm -hmm. um so with that being said uh you can expect our next review uh to be on alice garland's men which is in theaters may 20th so that episode should be out may 24th or may 25th but we will be talking about alice garland's latest film um so yeah yeah men is in theaters may 20th which is on a friday uh with that our geriatric cinematic is going to be 1954's la strada uh which is a a federal federico fellini film uh that is currently streaming on hbo max and the criterion collection i can't find it streaming anywhere else Really? Yeah, it's not like you can't rent it on Amazon. You can't rent it on YouTube or Google Play. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so, like I said, if you don't have a physical copy of it, it's streaming on HBO Max and the Criterion uh, channel. Uh, the topic for that week, Men Are Trash, part two. Sorry, round two. <laughs> <laughs> 
I really wish people could see your face when you said, sorry, round two. Oh, round two. Total you, difference. Because your face got like a shit-eating grin. You're like, <laughs> round two. <laughs> you know, it's one thing, I really can't wait to show you uh, the rest of those Evil Dead movies. Yeah, Especially part two. I, I I know you love part one, but something about I think you're gonna really love part two. But I just watch this be an aliens three situation. That's what I was thinking. I was like, she's gonna she's probably gonna like it like she did Aliens Three. Which is fine, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> just as long as you're in the this as long as you're part of the Evil Dead world. As long as I'm a deadite. <laughs> no, don't be a deadite. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>